Good evening and welcome back to the Pledge of Allegiance podcast. I gotta tell you, today I've got a lot of anger. Yep. But um, it's not about me at the moment. Um, I'd like to uh, read a little bit to you and um, I'll explain why after. Sergeant Johanny Rosario Picardo, 25 years old, from Lawrence, Massachusetts. Dr. Lopez, 22 years old, of Indio, California. He was a rifleman. Corporal Deegan W. Page, 23 years old, of Omaha, Nebraska. Also a rifleman. Corporal Umberto A. Sanchez, 22 years old, of Logansport, Indiana, also a rifleman. Lance Corporal David L. Espinoza, 20 years old, of Rio Bravo, Texas, also a rifleman. Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz, 20 years old, St. Charles, Missouri, also a rifleman. Lance Corporal Rayleigh J. McCullum, 20 years old of Jackson, Wyoming, also a rifleman. Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola, 20 years old of Rancho Cucamonga, California, also a rifleman. Lance Corporal Kareem M. Nequay. I apologize if I mispronounced. 20 years old of Norco, California. Navy Corman Maxton W. Soviak, 22 years old of Berlin Heights, Ohio. Staff Sergeant. Ryan C. Noss, 23, of Corrington, Tennessee. Why do I say these names? First of all, it's massively important. I don't want to ever forget these individuals. They gave the ultimate sacrifice sacrifice because of the ineptitude of our military and our current president. Just recently, I believe it was yesterday, um, what are referred to as Gold Star families. Gold Star being military families, particularly the ones that have lost loved ones and more, um, they 
got together and they read testimony two years after the withdrawal from Afghanistan. <laughs> the, the botched withdrawal of Afghanistan. They spoke at a hearing to explain their concerns, to show love and support for those that died for our country, for our freedoms, for our constitution. and for the ineptitude of our current government. This consistent flow of forever wars has got to stop. Don't get me wrong. A strong military is needed for a strong country. But, but, that is to portray our strength not to have to use it. That strength allows us to stay safe knowing that we have one of the strongest militaries on the face of this planet. That they will keep us safe and protect us. They are not a tool to use at the whim of some dipshit in the White House who feels that they need to go into another country and attack other people to supposedly defend democracy or to protect those that need protecting. Our military is ours. It doesn't belong to anybody else. It belongs to no one else. It is ours and ours alone. It is to defend our country, to keep our citizens safe. First and foremost. And when that is not even happening, there is no requirement for our military to sacrifice themselves needlessly for the safety of other countries. If we cannot protect our own people at home, we have no right to send our military anywhere but out to help our own people. I was listening to the testimony of these mothers and fathers and wives, and um, some very very clear and distinct um, issues arose. I'm going to start with one of the most disturbing. This boiled my blood like you wouldn't believe. I was shaking like I couldn't I couldn't deal because I personally, I would go to jail for the rest of my life if something like this ever happened to me. So, uh, 
a woman by the name of Cheryl Rex. Uh, she was the uh, mother to um, Dylan Marola. This woman, God bless her, um, she uh, she goes to um, meet with President Biden and this narcissistic piece of shit he says to this woman I know how you feel my son Bo Biden came back in a casket with a flag draped on it I know how you feel I know how you feel the commander-in-chief of our amazing United States believes that his geriatric psychotic narcissistic ass knows how this grieving mother feels because of your incompetency and the incompetency of all the people under you. You know how she feels? You fucking piece of shit. Your son may have been affected by his service. And I will not speak ill of a man who is dead, of a man who did serve his country long before his piece of shit father was the president of this country because I thank him for his service. Joe Biden, not so much. Bo Biden didn't die in Afghanistan. He didn't die in Iraq. He didn't die in any of the wars that we've been involved in. He died here in the United States. And this fucking loser has the gall to tell this woman, this grieving mother who's lost her son that he knows how she feels because his son was brought back the same way and she knows she knows as he utters the words she knows and her fucking blood starts to boil like my blood's boiling but I didn't have my kid die. So I empathize with how she feels. But I don't know how she felt. I don't know how she feels. But I will tell you this. I am so sad that she has had to go through this. That this man's family has had to go through this. And I am so, so very sorry that this sacrifice was made. I am so sorry that 
our government is so fucked up that your son had to lose his life because people don't know how to do a simple extraction. I am very sorry, ma'am. You may never hear these words, but I will put the energy out into the world and hope that it reaches you. I'm very sorry. So, next in line um, is a woman named Kelly Barnett. Her her son was... um, Staff Sergeant uh, Taylor Hoover. Now, this man... This man was a leader. He commanded respect. He gave it. He cared for everybody under him. Everybody around him. Everybody above him. And this man... His family was told that he died upon impact of an IED. And they were told to just take that information and that was the end of it. To shut up. Now, after testimony from witnesses, they realized that he did not die upon impact, that he lived that he had tied a tourniquet on his leg, that he had time after he was in this explosion. And the government won't tell her what happened. Now, it's been two years. They just got back his cell phone. And can I tell you, I'm fucking mad at this one, too. They give him his cell phone. Now you imagine, a man's just been blown up by an IED. He's missing his leg, he or he's got damage to his leg, he ties a tourniquet on. He's trying to save his own life, probably trying to save the lives of others around him, because that's the type of man he was, the type of soldier he was, the type of human being he was. And I would imagine one of the last things he would have wanted to do or did was to record something on his phone to the people that he loved. His dad, his mother, his family, telling them that he loved them. They had the stones to give the fucking cell phone of this man Back to the family with no motherfucking SIM card in it. Are you serious? Are you serious? Any pictures, any recordings, anything, everything lost. Well, it's probably sitting in a box somewhere in an archive. Hidden away. To never be found again. Because the Biden administration has worked really hard to take this out of everyone's focus. To remove it from the face of the earth. 
because they fucked up. They failed. They failed us. They failed those men and women that died that day. They failed the Afghanistan people. They failed everyone because they're too incompetent to run a government, to run a military. Don't get me wrong. I don't know what it takes to run the military. I don't know what it takes to run a government. I do know that there were snipers in place. I do know that there was a uh, a bolo for this man with a f description of what he looked like, the bomber, because I've heard it spoken by the people that were actually there. And they refused to give the order to take this man out. They allowed a terrorist to kill 13 heroes. They allowed a terrorist to kill and assassinate 13 heroes of our great country. I don't know what it sounds like to you, but I'll tell you what it sounds like to me. An accessory to murder? You know, when you hear that, that phrase uttered, accessory to murder, that's what it sounds like. Now the dad of uh, Sergeant Taylor Hoover, um, made a statement and he asked for something very simple and I think that it is more than a fair request he asked that Lloyd Austin uh, Blinken Millie Whitehead McKenzie and this piece of shit heartless fuck of a president Joe Biden withdraw themselves from our government from hurting any more citizens from hurting any more of our military and I think it's a fair request in this day and age there is no excuse for this shit a hundred percent incompetence this boils my blood and you know I was trying to uh, turn over a new leaf I was trying to be calmer I was trying to be a little bit more correct in how I speak not cursing not swearing and then this comes along and it just falls apart. I cannot imagine what these families have gone through. But I know that 
it must feel a little bit better to be able to speak the successes of their family who died and announce the failures of the people who killed them to the world. If you were responsible for my child's death, I will kill you. 100%. I will kill you. I don't know how these people have the restraint that they do. But I would not have such restraint. So to the families that spoke in that hearing, God bless you all. My heart breaks for you, with you, and I stand behind you. Not next to you, but behind you. You have so much strength and I hope to have as much strength one day as you all have. Oh man, this is uh this is something else. I'm kind of at a loss for words. And that's not usually me. Um, I'm angry. And like, yeah, I want to be angry for these families, and I want to be angry for the incompetency of our government. But I just don't understand how these, how, how after this moment, after this moment, you didn't impeach this president. How is that not the end of Joe Biden? Let alone all the things that are coming out about this man. I don't know anything about my son's business dealings. Oh, yes, you do. You were even in the meetings when you were, when you were doing these dealings. You're getting kickbacks. You're getting money. You're selling our country out. You're a traitor. You have committed treason. How is this man still in the White House? How? I mean, Donald Trump had some fucking phone call and he got impeached. I mean, he's an accessory to murder of 
our own military and citizens, and yet he's still in the White House being allowed to uh, fold our country in half and snap it like a dry twig. He's allowed to destroy what we have built since 1776. One of the most amazing countries in the world. He is demolishing it. He is steamrolling it over. And nobody seems to want to do anything about it. I mean, I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene had uh, attempted to put forth articles of impeachment, but, um, you know, it looks like they swatted her away like a fly. Get out of here. I mean, it was going to take her seriously anyways. I mean, I, I'm all for it. If you can do it, you can get it done. Go ahead, do it. Get it done. Rally support. Roast this motherfucker. Hasn't gone anywhere. These fucking assholes are going on vacation. They're going on vacation. You have a person that is... destroying our country every moment of every day. And you're going on vacation. Oh, don't worry. Get to it when you get to it. It's all good. Take your time. You know? We're not going anywhere. We don't have an election coming up. We don't have to prepare for um, some more uh, election fraud. We don't have to uh, prepare to um, you know, win a nuclear conflict between, you know, us and the rest of the world. Um, we don't have to fight a cold war between Russia and China. We don't have to um, worry about the families of those that you helped murder. Like, we don't have anything to worry about at all. Go on vacation. You are public motherfucking servants. Do your goddamn job. Take your vacation later. How about you... How about you just put in your resignation and take a permanent vacation and let somebody stand up that actually cares for this country and not lining their pockets with more fucking money. Let somebody who cares about the people of this great nation, people like Tulsi Gabbard, Carrie Lake, let people like them stand up. The corruption in our country rivals that of China. And they're communists. What has happened to our country? How did we allow this to happen? You know, the Second Amendment is a Second Amendment. If you know what the Second Amendment actually says, I don't know. 
it's looking pretty clear and, and concise to me at the moment. This is ridiculous. We have stood by idly and watched this go on for too long. The people in our government that are supposedly representing us, they don't give a fuck about us. They're not where they are for us. They're there for them. Them. It's all they care about. Being in a position so that they can multiply their wealth. So that they can multiply their power. They don't give a fuck about you and me. Well, maybe not all of them. But the majority, by far. The, the people in the Democratic Party, minus Robert Kennedy, um, are drinking some serious fucking Kool-Aid, man. Um, you know, they think it's, uh, they think it's cool to have sex with children. They think it's, uh, it's a great thing, like California is, I, not to mix, um, because I was trying to keep this, um, about these brave men and women. Um, but it all ties in. California Governor Gavin Newsom on Friday signed a law that would give judges a say on whether to list someone as a sex offender for having oral or anal sex with a minor. The bill would expand the discretion currently granted judges in statutory rape cases and was promoted as bringing fairness under the law to LGBTQ defendants. The current law in place for decades permits judges to decide whether a man should be placed on California's sex offender registry if he had voluntary intercourse with someone 14 to 17 years old and was no more than 10 years older than that person. But that discretion only applied to a man who had vaginal intercourse. The new change permits judges to use that same discretion when the case involves voluntary oral or anal sex. The measure won't apply when a minor is under 14, when the age gap is larger than 10 years, or when either party says sex wasn't consensual. The law does not change the age of consent in California, which is 18. Adults caught having sex with minors will still face statutory rape charges. The bill was introduced by Senator Scott Weiner, a San Francisco Democrat. The law ends discrimination by treating LGBTQ young people the exact same way that straight young people have been treated since 1944, Weiner said in a statement. Today, California took yet another step toward an equ equitable society. Equality, California, 
a nonprofit civil rights group that co-sponsored the bill with the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, also applauded Newsom's signing. If we want California for all, then we need justice systems that treats all Californians fairly and equally, regardless of who they are, what they look like, or whom they love. Said Executor, Executive Director Rick Chavez Zabur uh, in a statement released by Wiener's office. The bill passed the Assembly and Senate on split votes, with some members objecting to what they say saw as an easing of punishment against those who have sex with minors. I cannot, in my mind, as a mother, understand how sex between a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old could ever be consensual. How it could ever not be a registrable offense, said Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez, who is a, well, one of the few sane Democratic people in San Diego. I guess. Uh, we should never give up on this idea that children should be in no way subject to a predator. Yeah. Um, so, I don't give a fuck. If you are not of age to consent, that is rape. And last time I checked, I mean, I know different states have different books rules on the books as far as consent age goes, but in no goddamn way should that be permitted. I don't care if you're straight, gay, bi, you know, think you're a woman, think you're a dude, like, I, I don't, I don't care if you think you're a fucking cheetah, you do not have permission to have sex with children, and how this is, this is what's important to these people, relaxing the laws to make it so that the people with the mental health issues can have a better time evading the law. Hmm. It just shows you where Gavin Newsom's head is at. Where this dickhead wiener is. And the good majority of Democrats. I don't know what happened. Maybe they're all being poisoned. Um, but this shit is not okay. It's not. It's not. It's just not. I don't understand how reducing penalties and punishments for crimes committed is going to get our society anywhere in this world. The 
leadership in this country has taken a turn for the worse with all the crime and vandalism and abuse and so much more um, these people's priorities are all fucking messed up they're all messed up you got this dipshit in the White House saying that white supremacy is the most important issue of our day. I mean, last time I checked, the only people pumping racism is you motherfuckers on the left. I'm not racist. Neither is my, uh, everybody I know. Um... You know, I'm I'm a very uh, equal opportunity hater. I I fucking hate all assholes, no matter what color, race, sex, who you want to fuck. I don't give a fuck. If you're a dipshit, you're a dipshit. But if you're a good person and you take care of your family and you stand up for things that are right. I also don't give a fuck what color you are, who you choose to love, um, what you choose to do with your life, because you're doing right by not only yourself, but by the people in your community. We definitely need to adjust the priorities of our country. There are things that are important and there are things that are not important. And what was important two years ago to close out was acknowledging that the Biden administration fucked up. What was important was being honest with those families by being transparent with those families, by admitting that they fucked up and try to heal that pain. But instead they just lied, stole, and uh, were accessories to murder. Heaven forbid you uh, stand up and be a man. And if you're Joe Biden, you just lie your way through life. And if you just say it enough, I guess everybody's got to believe it, right? Not fucking me, I don't. You're a liar. You're a thief. You're a coward. You're a traitor. And I have no respect for you. You're not my president. Not at all. California's going in the gutter. I feel bad for any family living there that can't escape that hell. I mean, don't get me wrong, I live in Massachusetts. 
I'm not uh, that much better, but uh, we're definitely not anywhere close to California. I mean, there's some crazy here. My heart goes out to those families. I'm very sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your pain. And I'm sorry our government fucked you over. But I believe that your loved ones know that they're loved. Every time that you utter their name, their sacrifice, their successes, their stories. And I thank you for sharing them. <sighs> wow. Yep. So, uh, I'm going to bid you adieu. Today's been a doozy. Um, so I uh, hope everybody has a uh, great night. I'm going to sign off. I wish everybody the best. Stay safe. Stay free. <laughs>